Listen, man, you either make the time or you have the time. Uh, snap! All right, okay, hey, hold on. Everybody, real quick, like, we got the text. Chill out. Dude. Chill out. <laughs> we see you in the DMs. We think you, uh, thank you for flooding the inbox. Uh, but hey, <clears throat> we're back. Yeah, yeah. If, if you have sent us a direct message, seen us at a conference, uh, any of those kind of things, and you've been asking, hey, when is the next episode dropping? We got it. We're here. It's, it's right here. You're listening to it right now. It's happening in this moment. Yeah. So, Zach, tell me why you have not been doing your job. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. This became a solo task? There's two mics in this room, big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We've been a little busy. Uh, Apologies for all of our listeners who have not been uh, on the same uh, 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 boarding schedule that we have. Uh, Chad Chad and I have been traveling, uh, meeting people in person. So thank you for all the listening folks uh, right now, but for the ones we got to see in the various places that we've been over the last five weeks, it was so good to see you. It was better to be in the room and super exciting to buy coffees and fried chickens and conversations about life and ministry. And so, but we're back. We're back for the podcast. Yeah. Zach, I, I really thrive behind a booth. <laughs> you do. I think <laughs> it's just a little lane you've carved out in the world. <laughs> He's just there in his comfort cushion tennis shoes, ready to talk about the goods and wares yeah, and services that we yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's really where I I've just stepped fully into the gifting that God has given me <laughs> in front of a booth with our material, on repeatable the- conversations. Yeah, it's Dude, good. it is repeatable conversations. Uh, so much like. You get your little spiel down, right? Yeah, you like, find ways to say it. And, and for, the, for the listeners here, I mean, I think a lot of them have heard us talk about the stuff that we do before, but it bears repeating. Uh, you got to find the right connection to the right resource for the right season and time. And I think that's the thing that we heard a lot is that if you weren't thinking about how you needed it, then you didn't hear it until you needed it. And I think that's probably an important piece. Okay, this is not a sales pitch. Okay. I promise <laughs> for our listeners. Hey guys, we've been gone for five weeks and Chad is about to repeat what he's honed over the last five weeks great They're gonna, okay. they love it already yeah like serious question yeah and it cannot be any of the resources that you and i work directly on okay okay of the stuff that we've been talking about with lifeway students yeah. resources what is one of your favorite resources now i'll all of them are great, right? They're all great. Uh, they are but, all great. But as the right. stuff that you like talk about, like you personally, those yeah. kind of things, like wh- which one stands out to you? Uh, so I'm going to go with two-ish. Okay. Uh, one, I, I've got to talk about only because it's brand new and has a special like a sentimental place in my heart yeah. is the re-release or the the 1.2, 2.1 Experiencing God that the grandsons of Henry Blackaby yeah. kind of put a little like touch, a little thumbprint yeah. on his stuff, mainly because like, if you grew up in student ministry like we did, you went through it. Actually, there's some really cool pictures of people like holding like the seven different cover arts over the years of the reprints of it. And so the fact that there's a fresh version that a younger generation has like reviewed yeah. and spoken into this summer, this fall, if you haven't ever done it or haven't done it in a while, since you were a student, you got to check it out. So experiencing God, it's, it's experiencing God 
it's not 2.0, but it is like the 1.3 revision of grandsons. But the devotional line is legitimately something that if I was on staff at a church right now, every month I would be shopping for which Lifeway students 30 day devotional best match my teaching series. And I would have a stack in the back for any student that wanted to, to learn or grow more. And you know me, I'd probably have some kind of pin or sticker that went with it if you completed it. Cause for me, like the easiest, like they're super digestible. They're awesome for a middle schooler or fresh that's not allowed to have a phone to have a digital bible reading plan the art looks great they're all thematic and because i would always teach you know sundays to a certain like scope of scripture and then wednesdays would be a little more like thematic sermon series stuff if we had a sermon series on anxiety i'd grab the one the devotional anxiety i'd pair them together yeah and i would make that the way we enrich yeah that's like the that's like the level up thing that i would do for discipleship like this fall if i was or the next month if i was in a teaching cycle at a church yeah because having that resource that they can take home yeah as the parent ministry guy, I will tell you that's such a good way to be able to engage parents as yeah. well because, like, they see something, right? Yeah. It's no longer their kid getting in the car. It's like, what did you learn? Hey, what did Josh talk like, about? I have no idea. <laughs> right. You now have, like, a, a book. Like, yeah. right, you can flip through it. Um, so that's that's so okay. good. Is it back to you? Um, well, you you definitely took specifically one of mine. Like, the experience of God thing is really cool. So special. For the same reason it, it was for you. Like, uh, as a new believer, that was the very first like study I ever went through that there was like writing involved. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like actually enriching, deepening, yeah, not yeah. just like pastor talked, I heard. Right. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, as a um, you know, early high school kid, that was that was a, a huge thing and a big step for me just in my own faith. Um uh, okay, so my my Mine's going to be this, um, our camp stuff. I'm very excited. Do you about. Have, we have the best camps, the best, uh, like student life, huge, like the stuff that they're doing, the way that like, um, they do camp is, is different. And, and so like if you're a youth pastor looking for a camp yeah. experience, whether, two trustworthy brands done different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you want to bring your own leaders and, and do, you know, the student life kind of you bring right. your youth group to camp model right. or send your students yeah. and pastor huge yeah, model. Those different yeah. options, which are really, really nice. Um, and they just they do such a good job. And yeah. so and cool locations too. Right. Yeah. Well, and I was even talking with Jared at Student Life, like f- one of the things that they do is custom camps for like larger churches. Yeah. And like when he told me that, like there mind was a, blown. well, there was a little <laughs> there was a little piece of my heart and mind that was like, where were you at? <laughs> 15 years ago. You, know? you never called. <laughs> but again, it goes back to that first conversation. Like you didn't know it existed until you started looking for right. it. You know that like, I'm the guy that's like looking for stuff that I don't even need. Right. It's a little bit of my shopping. It's my retail therapy that I need help with. But like for a lot of your us, shopping like, browsers got to be just, a, it's wild, man. It's yeah. the wish list is wild. Uh, but it's, you know, I think that's one of the things I do love about some of those conference moments, those booth moments. Uh, we've talked about it even this summer at camps. We're going to have various versions of the great Bibles that we sell there. Yeah. Uh, so you can order and have it shipped home because we get like Bible, can be heavy but to hold it like there's something about like the weight of something or like the size dimensions yeah. and seeing it in person i don't know it, it's it uh it, it uh stirs up thoughts and feelings and ideas that you didn't have otherwise okay okay that's enough so people definitely feel like this is a <laughs> Cut new <them> out. 
I, I promise you it's not. Like for Zach and I, who are fairly new to the Lifeway team. We're just learning. It, it is like to be in our shoes, like it is exciting that there are all of these things that are happening that we're not a part of and get to see them in a place like a booth space of yeah. going, Oh wow. We do a lot of stuff is really, really yeah. cool. So. Well, so I go to camp training every May and I actually geek out more than anybody. Cause I'm seeing the camp videos for the very first time yeah. at training. Like last year, there was one that I like clapped. I was like, that was moving. And everybody that's seen it six times. were like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, it right, was right. really good. Yeah, so it happens. Uh, but we will talk today about expectations. So one of the three tent poles of this podcast have always been conversations around success, health, and expectations. And the one that you brought today, Chad, I think is really helpful for a busy youth pastor living into the post-Easter pre-summer season is how do you handle expectations when you don't have the time? Yeah. Who has the time? How could you have the time? And I think that's a real conversation to have for folks that feel like they're being loaded up with one more ask yeah. and they're looking at their schedule saying, I don't have space for this and I don't. Uh, maybe maybe you're wired like I am where you hate to let anybody down, even for things they ask ask you to do they didn't expect you to do and so chad guide us through a little bit of some talking points of how do we handle the expectations when we simply had not not like i don't want to do it like i would i just do not have the time to do it well it reminds me of a great comic strip from calvin and hobbs <laughs> uh calvin and hobbs is one of my favorite comic strips as a young kid uh, I remember there was there was one where Calvin got a C on a paper, and he was super excited about it at school. And the little girl sitting next to him was like, why are you excited about a C? And his response is, I feel like life is much easier the lower I can keep everyone's expectations. <laughs> and that is very, very true. Um, but as Just we, keeping them in check. Yeah, yeah. You know, if people don't expect much out of you... It's a lot easier. Um, no, but we wanted to talk about this because, uh, like, we started the episodes off. Many of you are wanting to know, like, where were you at? Like, how have where you, you been? <laughs> yeah, why have you not been releasing episode every week? And, and there's been a lot of stuff going on, not only travel schedule for us, but Zach and I are working on a lot of new stuff and a lot of new projects that have a lot of our time. We're real excited about them. Uh, and I'm techno technologically challenged. And so for any of these to happen, we, me, Zach and I have to be in the same room. Um, <laughs> so the sound quality is just a little bit better. It's a little different. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I would say as, as we begin to figure out how to navigate this um, and these expectations, the first question that we have to ask is this, who has the expectation? Yeah. Who's making the ask? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, understanding like who's making the ask, like what is the expectation? If this is an expectation that's coming from our boss or our superior, it has only important. Yeah. yeah. It has a different level than if it's just another peer or student, these yeah. kind of things, not or your own brain. Yeah. Your own brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> file it away, big guy, file it away. <laughs> and not, not that, not that, Unless it's our boss, we just discard it. I don't think that that's wise either. Um, but knowing who it's from, the weight is from, and like, is this somebody that's constantly asking for more of yeah. you? Or is it somebody that often has your best interest in mind that's asking for something? And that would lead us to the next part that I think is the most important to know is this. What is the deeper thing that's being asked? Yeah. Right? Of the expectation. So, uh, Zach, expand a little bit on that first. Well, I mean, I think like uh, sometimes people have an idea 
and, and I think sometimes the ask is an idea. Uh, and then you need to have a category of like, they've mentioned this. This is something I should be thinking about. So if it's an idea for them, it probably is still an idea for you. Yeah. If it's a task or an object uh, or objective to get done, then that's an idea plus a timeline. Yeah. And I think that's a different category of an ask than just, what do you think we ought to do about blank? I yeah. think, at least in my own heart, someone could bring up something like, man, what do you think you ought to do about blank? And I would immediately add my own timeline to oh, it beyond just the idea or the suggestion. And so I think if they come to you with an idea that has a timeline or an objective, then that files differently. Um, the point that I would want to stress and filing it correctly is what are we trying to actually solve? I think for a lot of people, they notice uh, symptoms, right? Like this is the classic like, hey man, I didn't notice as many kids on Wednesdays. Um, so you could immediately think, oh my gosh, I got to get more kids on Wednesdays. Or it may be just a real conversation of like, has attendance shifted? Yeah. What season are we in? What, what are we really asking? Like they've noticed a symptom without being able to address. And I think that's where if we can stay non-anxious enough about the thing that they've brought to the surface or the hope that they have or the goal they'd want to set. Uh, we can have a more enriched conversation about where we're trying to get to and where we might be in that journey. And I think for a lot of folks, like whether it's a criticism or a suggestion or feedback alternative, however you want to kind of brand it, having a sense of the scope and the sequence or timeline of it's really important, especially in a hurried season yeah. like April, May before summer when every senior's gone for things they didn't they, it's, it's all senior season stuff or it's school schedule run amok I mean I know in our household I'm just winding down travel and Karen has those last four weeks of school uh, hyper mode where there is just something big or special every other day and so it's shifted in our household who is the busy one and so I think being kind of aware of like where some of that moves is a really helpful place for you to kind of serve and, and give scope to as a leader uh, and I think Man, Chad, and, and the spirit that you're always encouraging to me when I feel a little bit like overwhelmed by the things that we could be doing is to be reminded of, and I, mean, I think this is where our next point is going, uh, reminded of the things that we're already doing. I, I think sometimes we hear things that maybe weren't going the way we wanted, or maybe things that we were totally aware of were not going the way that we wanted, and to meet that with like, oh, I'll fix it, or I'll do better, I'll, I'll, I'll hurry up and find the fix, instead of addressing what we believe to be the plan or process in place. Yeah. Um, there, there's a chance to calibrate that. Maybe maybe we do take Wednesdays off in the summer, and we plan four big events instead of trying to meet every week. Or you know maybe we don't try to have youth on the Sunday before camp. I don't know. Those are things to evaluate and adjust. But I I think those are conversations about what are we actually trying to do and then what do we already have yeah. in place? Yeah. So one of the things that I would add to this that I think is really important and you danced around it a little bit. <laughs> That's good. I tried to, but I want to, I want to put words to it and I want, cause I, I really think that, well, I'll say it this way. I need to hear this phrase over and over again for myself when it comes to expectations. You are not your work. Mm, That's good. And a lot of times, specifically if we are feeling anxious, when we're busy, right, yeah. we've got a lot going on, when we hear the statement like, well, there's not that many, yeah. there's not as many students here, right? There's now. not as many kids on it for camp as we thought. Immediately when we're, I know that. <laughs> right. I know that. Uh, I was aware. <laughs> you don't think I saw that? Uh, Which is the Simonson next door that we can share later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it becomes so personal. Yeah. The expectation becomes personal and then it becomes offensive. Yeah. Uh, and we feel like it's attacking. It's a personal failure instead of a thousand other yeah. things that it could be. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think f- for us, we've got to get to this place of realizing that you are not your work. Like your number's going to fluctuate. Yeah. Like no offense. I don't care how good of a youth pastor you are at some level. Things change. <laughs> at some place down the road. Yeah. There will be fewer kids at something than there was last year. Yeah. Like you can't always be gaining ground. Right. And, right. you know, until you have every student in the country coming right. to your student ministry, like at some level, at some point, like it just, it just doesn't work that way. And, and so the problem with that, if you ride that wave long enough, continue to go up and up and up, then you become more and more tied to the success of that, yeah. that it's all about you. And then that one year that it does it. And it's also about you. And a pandemic happens, then you begin to go through a great depression because your worth was completely tied up into that. Well, because the opposite statement is has to be as equally true. If you feel the pressure of the failure of this being personal, it's probably because you tied yourself personally to the yeah. success. And I think both of those need the right distance. That if you think that you could have won when you won, that's why you feel like you lost when you lost. And I, I, it's, it's important to name those. Like That keeps us humble when things are good. and it keeps us sane when things are challenging well it's in this example is is kind of a goofy one right the podcast but like if if you and i with a lot of stuff going on we enjoy doing the podcast it's fun uh but it could be really easy to like hear people be like when are you guys gonna you know do it yeah and feel like oh it's another thing like I'm right. failing. 10 p.m. Oh, let's just yeah, make it happen like, after the kids go to bed. Yeah. Right. And there was a season we probably would have maybe tried to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like the thing that I want both of us to hear, and I'll say this, if you reached out to us, honestly, like, thank you. It does. It mean, does mean the world. It, it really, really does. E- even if it's teasing. <laughs> right. It means so much because the thing that I hope we always hear is not the lack of execution on our part. But the fact that like people enjoy yeah. tuning in, listen, being part of this journey with us. And and so like that does mean a lot. Yeah. And so I think for the uh, hopefully when when the well-meaning parent this yeah. is so there's not as many people, they they may just be like, oh like they care what, about what's you. happening. Yeah. yeah, like, oh no, what's going on? Like, I want to know these kind of things. Now, some of them are just nosy Nancy's and they just need to know that. <laughs> Shut it down, Nancy. <laughs> okay, Nancy. Uh, but I think that it keeps our heart in a place where we can still minister to those yeah. parents, love them, care for them, and not just immediately go, well, I don't want to have anything to do with this person. Yeah, and I think learning to receive that well is a really... It's easy to say on a podcast. Yeah. And if you're listening to this after you just received one of those comments, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want this to glance right off after what may feel like a moment of a yeah. wound. But I want you to hear us say, as friends and fellows in ministry, at some level, they tried to say how they felt or care. And you're going to have to discern through it. Um, and allow the things that that matter to stick and the other things to pass. Yep. Uh, and that's not easy. Um, and the best rebuttal you have is to not promise a fix, yep. 
but to listen and then for point three of the conversation, point them to the stuff we're already doing. Right. If you have the family that's constantly traveling for sports stuff, it is not on you to add one more night of the week to offer a specific Bible study just for those traveling kids. I am sure at some level of your ministry, there is a uh, emailable, textable, video shareable version of whatever you were already doing that you've thought about and planned that you could just keep them reminded or anchored to. There was something that we've learned in the last two years of COVID that we can connect people to digital means, uh, digital arms and extensions of our ministry that even if they were not as accessible or attending or present, that we don't have to recreate something just new for them, but find ways to share, curate, or reshare things that we were already doing. I think for so many ministers, like they just need to see that what they were already doing has value and maybe just needs to be piped through a different channel. Maybe it's just <laughs> making sure that it made it to the top of the youth group Facebook yeah. page or that the email also got texted. Right. That's a little bit more work, but it's a lot less work than trying to reinvent the thing they were trying yeah. to ask you to do because they didn't have an awareness of what you're already doing. It's the booth conversation. Oh my gosh, you guys already do this? Yeah, we do. I'm sorry you hadn't been looking for it before, right. but here it is now. And I think for so many ministers, they're doing so much great minister. Uh, youth minister, listener, you are doing so much great ministry. A lot of folks just don't know about it, and that could really upset us, or that could create really really cool opportunities to remind them, show them, and connect them with what we do. Don't let that parent conversation go by where you don't collect their cell phone and add them to the text list, or you on the phone collect their email and add them to the email list. They may have just missed the notifications you sent because they weren't looking for it. It's not because they don't care about their kid or what you're doing. They just didn't know what they didn't know, and they weren't looking to find it. But here they are now in a moment of criticism or expectation or critique or suggestion. And what a great opportunity to connect them with what you already do, which I know to be bountiful and abundant. Yep. Yeah. And and that goes back to understanding what the actual ask is, right? Like when, when the seventh grade kid comes to you and goes, how come we don't have a lock-in? Yeah. <laughs> you know? We do. It's called Four Nights at Camp. <laughs> right. <laughs> The the what that kid wants, right? He wants the fun element. He missed the last one, he wants in on the next one. Yeah. And so helping that kid understand, well, we may not do the lock-in, but here's what we have that's coming up that's yeah. super fun yeah. that I want you to be at. And that that helps them figure out, okay, what am I actually asking for? Now that seventh grade kid may just want to lock in. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> he uh, just really found that one kid cute. Well, he he heard about somebody young. else yeah. that did it and he yeah. thinks it's awesome, right? Yeah. Like to each his own. And that's when you can say, well, our insurance doesn't cover it. Right. <laughs> Which is always a great line. Um, but, but understanding what they want, being able to point them to something and I'll add the last one and we won't harp on this long. Um, but when you find these expectations are too much, you got too much going on. Um, make sure to reach out to another friend yeah. and let them know. The, the the best best possible thing that you could do in a time of heightened expectations um, is actually to reach out for the kind of support from a peer that understands it um, because your boss is going to think that you're like, you know, shirking responsibility and other parents may dogpile, but a fellow minister loves and understands and respects <laughs> the busyness of this season, the business that you're in, and the really good friends in ministry will remind you 
that you are not your work and your calling is so very different than your current position. And so until we see you next time, reminders from your friends in ministry, Zach and Chad, that you are loved, called, and doing amazing things.